Hi, and welcome back to another episode of GBS. This is your host, Robert Godverson. And this is Geraldine. Funny how you have two names. <laughs> I didn't say my last name in the last one that we recorded, and I was like, I don't know, there's too many Robs floating around, so I might as well just go for the full thing. Obviously. Yeah, I just made an eye doctor's appointment also, and they thought it was my dad, and he created all these issues. Oh, but that's legacy, baby. I can't. Legacy <laughs> names, disgust then. No one's getting this name ever well, again. Speaking of... Legacy. Remember my name. <laughs> my voice. The Peter Nyong'o. <laughs> I like people who are cute and interesting in their own unique way. So, no. I like your pussy. Um, Today we're talking about Mexican Gothic uh, by... Sylvia... Moreno Garcia. And... <laughs> this book won a Goodreads Choice 2020. It is good. It's a it is a good read. It's my favorite read. No. So this is interesting. You read this book before I did. Yes. And you texted me. You or I don't know. Probably on FaceTime. We don't text anymore. (laughs) Um. And you said I feel like you would like this book. And I was like, okay. So now I want to know why do you think I would like this book? Did I say that? Yes, you did say that. I guess you know we talk about history. A lot, and how I don't like it. And this book takes place in 1950s um, Mexico. Mexico. And it seemed like it had this, like, colonial theme. It seemed like it was going to deal with, like, historical themes. And I was like, "Mm," you know, it's not a love story. It's not particularly gay. And I just feel like you would have read this and been like, oh, yeah, like, I give it a good review before I even read it. Well, that's all that sticks out. To you, the fact that it's about <laughs> historical colonialism. <laughs> well, I'm trying to imagine what the fuck I was thinking about, and I feel like I probably said you would like it because I think you have a more of a elevated taste in books, per se. Like, I fall very easily to, like, certain tropes, and I feel like this book is very unique. I mean, it's a female main character who goes on her own little journey to discover a mist, uncover this little mystery about her cousin. It's not what you expect at all. I mean... It's funny because you're coming at this sort of with less of a sample size i guess to me this book is very referential in a good way because it does it differently right even the title mexican gothic it's a play on the gothic novel and this is oh oh that's right you love gothic things (laughs) right (laughs) my god (laughs) (laughs) like frankenstein and like yeah so it plays on that yes so like dark academia no, this is a gothic novel. No, but... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Gothic I is different. I would say a gothic... The gothic genre is sort of the grandparent to dark academia. Yeah, that's why I was relating the two. Duh. Oh my god, you're so smart. I learned something <laughs> from you. Because I know you like dark academia and I know you like gothic novels and I feel like older novels are considered gothic, but like what's modern and gothic? Not a lot of things, right? And this book, though... Exactly. ...is a modern gothic novel, though it does take place in the 50s, which is... Uh, a timeline that's more modern than the regular gothic novel, right? So the gothic novel were in the 1800s, um, and they were period pieces usually, so they took place in the 1800s, whereas this is a contemporary novel that takes place in 1950s Mexico, which I think is interesting because the gothic novel is often about white people in Europe. <laughs> so taking a... A format, I would say a formula, and redoing it in a way that's different. I don't want to say the word new, 
because like obviously the history that takes place in this book that it refers to is not new um and like racism and eugenics is not new. <laughs> this is not a new idea <laughs> like this <laughs> author isn't breaking boundaries <laughs> by writing about racism or eugenics because like that's the reality but applying it to like a gothic novel do you think that's like a new technique sort of like from the perspective of someone who isn't white because maybe there's racism yes. in gothic novels but now the main character is someone who's latina who is like experiencing it through a like the lens of someone who's a woman, a woman of color. Mm -hmm. And, like, the American Gothic, that's, like, a painting, right, of those two people with the pitchfork? Yeah. So, like, the word American... (laughs) Okay, I'm following. This is how... This is me going into the book. I'm like, okay, so what does that have to do with that? Because I guess that's sort of, like, a symbol of, like, the American family or something, or, like, a Mm -hmm. colonial... Like, colonialism in general. And so now Mexican Gothic, it's like, this woman comes in and she interrupts the image of like a quote unquote perfect family, kinda. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. sort of undermining what the whole book is really about. But she shows up to ask some questions and they don't like her. So they don't like her and then they really like her. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what's the TikTok that's like, do you not like me because of me? Or do you just not like me? Or whatever (laughs) that is. I don't know. There's she the main character, Noemi. is a young woman she's a girl boss she wants to be what what was it she wants she's like wants to go to college and study like anthropology yes mm, anthropologist but people in her life are like girl you're beautiful and you're a partier like go get married oh she has the brains and the beauty Mm -hmm. and she spreads them out and the audacity she (laughs) no it's true she decides to basically go visit her cousin who sends a very scary letter to her dad saying i need help my husband is trying to poison me Mm -hmm. um and her cousin catalina was basically married off to this white family that she she wanted to marry wanted to marry she fell in love with the but it was a very quick engagement and no one expected it and it was shady came out of nowhere and basically no one trusted it they're like what do they want her money and no one's been to the house no one's allowed to go yeah no one's ever been to this house where she lives with her husband and his really weird old family who lives on the big top of a hill in a mm-hmm. mountain town that they basically paid to like like they like in, enslave the town yeah. and like basically it's colonialism right mm-hmm. so <laughs> they're english and yeah. they live in mexico in this mining town mm-hmm. that um, they paid for yes so and reaped all the profits of and left everyone else squabbling Exactly. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is... <laughs> no, this I is mean, funny to you? Oh, I love it. <laughs> you think colonialism is a joke? Basically, Noemi shows up and immediately things are going off. She's like, this is not right. I'm weirded out. And she doesn't leave right away. Her cousin, who she's known her whole life, is, like, spaced out. Like, she's not allowed to leave her room. And she's basically being, like, you know Munchausen syndrome? Mm -hmm. At first, she's trying to think, is this, like, a Munchausen thing? Because she's kept in a room with no light that's always locked because she's always, quote-unquote, sick. The doctor has prescribed her, like, 10 hours of rest a day. The doctor is also a family doctor. Family doctor who they brought with them from... England. From England. Um, so he's in on the whole scheme. If there is a scheme oh. that she's trying to unpack, right? So she's trying to unpack what's going on because I know my cousin isn't sick. Yeah. But she is acting weird and yeah. she can't put her finger on it. Mm. And after a couple of nights in this house, and now remember, this is this is marketed as like a horror novel. So you're waiting for it to get scary. But it's a very slow, it's not really it's a slow It's a gothic burn. novel. It's not a horror novel. It's a gothic novel. Oh. And that's the difference, right? But I feel like it was painted to me. To me, like it was gonna be scary, <laughs> okay. but it's more of it's like more unsettling, unsettling, uncanny, and towards the end, uh, horrific. 
<laughs> she has these dreams that she can't describe and you know as a reader you're like taking notes like oh okay so basically it very much feels like the house is alive and guess what guys the, the house, house is, is alive, alive. <laughs> if and you the saw family is weird this is basically monster house like 2006 <laughs> but like honestly not as fun it it leans into very important themes colonialism like we just said a million times working class expo- working class exploitation misogyny the patriarchy all of those things race mm-hmm. in general um and it kind of uses the fine tooth comb it, the 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 author is so good at weaving in these themes yes. just like in the general story like it's not in your face and it doesn't yeah. annoy you it's simply already a very political story because you have a mexican woman in you know coming into this very like english racist gross household where one of the first conversations they have with her is like You're about breeding dark. but yeah. it's also about how her skin tone first and then they're like they're like, oh, why is your skin lighter than um, other people in your family? And, like, you're fairer. And, like, you know, they basically just pull out a book about eugenics. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we're eugenicists. Mm-hmm. Like, we fully believe that, like, it's important for us to keep our race a certain way. And Naomi's like, um, red flag? Because why the fuck did you marry my, like, Latina cousin? Yeah. Um, oh, because she looks white. And, like, oh, what is going on? And for, like, 200 pages... I can't say that I was entertained. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. And I personally wasn't entertained enough. Because I, I knew the hammer was going to come down on the nail soon. And I knew that when it did, it was going to hit really hard. But I don't think I enjoyed like 120 pages of Noemi having really weird abstract dreams. Dreams that never matched up to anything. They were just like floating pregnant male bodies and like golden flowers and like gross, disgusting body leakages and like the wall shaking. Okay, so this is something I want to talk about. About. Talk about it. Because I wrote a review about this book. Okay. And I talked about how this being very referential, it's referential in the way that it follows the gothic normal formula, but there are other things that I very quickly grabbed onto and I was like, oh, so this is like this. But not in a bad way. Like, mm-hmm. I think putting ideas together and rebuilding them is very interesting. And I think oftentimes, like, being able to compare things to other pieces of media makes it more interesting as well. So, in my review, I wrote about, I said, I don't know if I should just reread it because it's just a list, but uh, I said, it gives me a Victorian Silent Hill. So if anyone knows Silent Hill, you don't. It's a video game (laughs) franchise, horror video game franchise. And I said, one, because of the atmosphere building, basically the whole uh, house is shrouded in fog the whole time. Like, it's just like a funny, it's just like a funny, like, cartoon-esque, like, situation where, like, the house is the only house shrouded by fog all the time um, <laughs> up on this special mountain called the high place yes <laughs> that is surrounded by giant enormous jagged boulders that no one can climb it's like funny when you like take a look back and you're like oh it's funny and i kind of like that it's funny like that um but <laughs> you're like i like I funny said things too because of its sexual undercurrent so there's a very <sighs> strong sexuality through this book specifically coming from virgin Vir- virgil virgin, Vir- 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 <laughs> virgin yeah um, Not a virgin. Who... <laughs> Quite, in fact, the opposite. He's very understatedly predatory. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, he basically, like, dream walks at some point, so he could, like, control, get go into her dreams and control what happens in her dreams, and it's very sexual in nature. Incredibly. And the, the tension whenever they're in the room together is, like, insane. Yeah. It's, like, disgusting. Yeah. Um, There's, like, this slime that covers... Yes. 
all of their scenes Which together. Which is like such a happy thing for me when <laughs> when something like... is uncomfortable and it makes you uncomfortable and it's very clear that you're supposed to be uncomfortable. Mm. I'm very like at rest because there's a very good chance like I didn't know how she like how this was going to end up, you know? You have no there's idea. There's a very good possibility that she does end up just falling into Virgil's arms mm-hmm. at some point and maybe like narratively he gets redeemed in some way and I didn't want that to happen. Thank God. Spoiler alert. Doesn't happen, but I was very Keep happy to see that like <laughs> he was slimy from the beginning to, to the, the very end. end. And the it was slime just very palpable. Piled up. Like I felt like I wanted no. to wipe something off every time I read their scenes the f- together. It was sticky. The further you get into the book, the more grimy you feel. And it's confusing <laughs> because you're in someone's dreams who's having sex dreams about someone, yeah. but you have not yet understood that, oh, this is like a house that's infected with magical mushrooms that <laughs> basically interact with human genetics to create a living soul. Yeah. That's like a imagine like a computer network of a bunch of filing electronic Electrons. Which is something that happens in mushrooms, right? It's a yeah. neuron system. So there's basically. some science to this too, because it's this fantastical idea that the family has merged with mushrooms and the house for immortality. Immortality, where if you exist in the gloom, because you said the house is covered by fog, and they literally yeah. have this word for it called the gloom, and it's like the walls, mm-hmm. and it covers your dreams, and it's in the form of like spores, and you, the very, it's very visual. Mm-hmm. You get entranced into this like powdery state of dream-likeness where when you fall asleep, your dreams, you enter the cloud. It's mm-hmm. like the cloud. It's like yeah. an eye cloud. It is. Where all Literally. of their minds are, are connected. connected so they can all see and feel and live and breathe together. And after generations of literally inbreeding with mm-hmm. each other, they, there's only like two family members left. There's yeah. Virgil and Francis, the two boys. And then there's like the sister, the daughter, the, the mother of Francis named Florence. So these and, are... these are the head of the household. Head of the household. Howard. Oh, well, how, yes. And so Howard is what I was going to get to. Howard's the big boy, the big grandpa, who basically tells Noemi, like, you know, we love Catalina for creepy reasons. You know, goes into eugenics and shit like that. But little does she know that they basically find, and this passes on to Noemi, that, like, their genetics, because they're, like, not white or something, will blend well with the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And if they want their their line to continue, they have to step outside of their, like, race. Yeah. And it basically is so- a... A whole symbol That's for, like... That's the other thing that I was going to get to. Like, it also gives very much get out. Victorian get out. Yes, yes, get out. That's what One, I One, because say. of racism. Two, because of eugenics. And three, an inescapable house of white people in a remote location. <laughs> yeah. So those are my two reference points. Honestly, it's... Look- <laughs> it's Silent <laughs> Hill and get out. And doesn't that make the book more interesting yes, when you think about it like you, that? When you paint it to me as, like, the inescapable house of white people in, like, a fire away place like that as a genre of like horror yeah. is so interesting and like this there's something very jordan peelian yeah. about this book mm-hmm. it i said it wasn't that fun to read because personally the slow burn of get out of watching um if we're gonna talk about that movie daniel kaluuya's character he it's very you know he's experiencing these things like why are all the people in this house that are black like weirdos like mm-hmm. why can they not communicate with me and there's a better build of suspense to then when it's you know, this crazy theory that the family are surgeons who implant white people's brains into black people's bodies. When that's revealed, it's insane, but it doesn't necessarily feel like it came out of nowhere. For me, this book, it was like black and white. I'm like, wait, what is going on? Like all in one <laughs> chapter, they're like, hey, babe, um, you can't leave the house because we've been slowly poisoning you with mushrooms. So you physically 
if you try to leave the house, the house will suck you back yeah. in. Like all your muscles will fail mm -hmm. and you'll just pass out and get sick. So you're stuck in this house because now you're in the cloud. And I didn't, I think that was a really cool reveal. Maybe to me, the writing style didn't, and maybe I was just tired when I was reading it, to be completely <laughs> honest. But from afar, as an idea, when you bring up those two reference points, this book is a, kind of a brilliant idea. And yeah. it's really, really smart. That's why I liked it. You told me before. That you were going to like it. Yes, but you... <laughs> and I'm you now, I did like it, and I liked it for these two reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we should get into basically um, what ends up happening. I mean... So, yeah, the third point of the Silent Hill uh, comparison is that, like, the very monstrous beings... Basically, Howard is a lot older than he seems. Oh, yeah. He's like the original man who came over on the ship from England. Mm -hmm. And basically... Like 200 years ago or something. Maybe 100. Basically, they're using Catalina and Noemi as breeding stock. Mm -hmm. And part of keeping in the immortality of Howard, which for some reason, he's this patriarch that can't be like... He's, first of all, disgusting. Mm -hmm. Every time he comes on the screen, if there were screens... <laughs> I'm like, what screen were you watching? <laughs> the screen in my mind, he's disgusting. He has they boils. They describe he's him as like a bloated, purple, wrinkling, pus-dripping, slime ball, gutter, yes. Gary. Like, literally disgusting. And, he, and the, the nights are filled with his moans of yes. pain. That's why reading this book, Jeremy, you have to understand. I was like, on the subway, like, chilling, and I'm like, what am I reading? Like, for like 100 people, pages to him he's like in another night listening to him scream from his room <laughs> yeah you know and it's gross and all the people in this family they treat him like a god yeah. they refer you know no one can talk at dinners the dinners are silent yeah. everyone has to be silent for i don't know if that refers to silent hill but they can't talk <laughs> everyone has to be mute and you have this big vivacious personality she's known to be like a partier she attracts men she's very precocious and lovely and charismatic and she's like i can't turn this off She's like, I don't know how to turn all this she's off. She's like, first of all, I need to find out what's happening. Yeah. But also, you can't shut me up. Yeah, she's like, I'm still here to have fun and get dressed up. She puts on her outfits in the morning. She goes and finds her own doctor. Mm -hmm. She goes to the town. She's like, wait, my, my, you know, I don't trust this white doctor. Yeah. So can you come to the house? And everyone, like, freaks the fuck out. And he basically is like, I don't know what's wrong with her. But, like, you should just leave. He's yeah. literally like, maybe you should just uh get out. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm not done yet. <laughs> and she basically screws herself because they decide, for whatever reason, I kind of forget why Catalina ends up, I guess, Maybe she just gets too like catatonic or yeah. something. But now that Noemi is here, they're like They're just like, she's she's sturdier stock. Yeah, they're like, you're killing it. Like you're beautiful. <laughs> but and... basically, it's kind of again like a get out situation where they're transferring Howard's soul, soul into, into other people. But in this case, he's going to take Virgil's body. Yeah. And Virgil slash Howard, the new Virgil slash Howard, is supposed to marry. Noemi. But what's confusing is that or, or was she going to marry Francis? She was going to marry Francis. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was. but he was going to go into Virgil's body. Yeah. So but it's a use bit... her. Basically, they tried to... So there's this whole subplot of no <laughs> Noemi and Francis. Francis is He's like, like this, a cute little nerdy... sort of ugly... Like... He's very much a cousin Greg. Yeah. Anyone who watches Succession, <laughs> it's cousin Greg. And um, he doesn't know how to handle... Woman. It's like cousin Greg and Kim K. Like, literally, she shows up body adi adi, gorgeous, and he's like, whoa, I shouldn't be talking yeah. to you. My, his, his, his mother... I it's hate like her. Very much the trope of, like, mother's calling. Yeah. And, like, he has to, like, wait on his mother all day. And she basically day. uses him at first for in information, but then she starts to to like 
kind of like him. Yeah, so you know when <laughs> Kim K went on SNL and was like, wait, maybe Pete Davidson is hot. And now they have that whole thing going on. Like, she kind of has, she kind of like, wait, why do I kind of like, like Francis? Yeah. But at the same time, she's dreaming about Virgil. Yeah. Because Virgil's making her dream about him. And I'm not going to lie, like, they described him, like, really hot. Both no, all. he's supposed to be perfect. Yeah, he's, like, a perfect specimen yeah. because he is the new he heir. He was breeded to be the perfect specimen for Howard to then inhabit. And I think at one point it was, like, going to be Francis, but he, like, flopped a little No, no, the thing was, they picked up on the fact that she actually likes Francis. Mm-hmm. So they were like, Francis just convinced her to stay then. They used Francis mm-hmm. to convince her to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is supposed to get married to him, but I guess at the same time, also supposed to be... No, well, they were... I don't think they even, like... It's confusing. Virgil is going to be the new head of the household because the spirit of the original settler of the family is going to be inside his body. So eventually Virgil's going to die. He's he's sacrificing... They basically find out that she's disgusted by him, so they're like, okay, so Noemi and Francis can have the kid... But mm-hmm. that kid is going to be the future yes. Virgil, basically. And, the, and Francis is also the only man. They need someone to pollinate. And yeah. Virgil, yeah, they like, we need we need Francis for the sperm. And Noemi won't do anything with Virgil because she's yeah. freaked out by him. Yeah. So that basically is very get out. Because mm-hmm. I guess they've the, there's this idea that not only did they colonize a foreign land mm-hmm. that's not theirs and also caused like a plague yeah like they brought disease with them and killed like i don't know hundreds or thousands of these mexican uh workers that they forced to be there yeah they killed miners and miners probably (laughs) (laughs) with their disease um they now it's the next it's on a new level now where they're now entrapping mexican women in their house with magic mushrooms (laughs) to (laughs) carry on not even a family legacy like the literal soul of colonialism of the original colonizers so this and it's so much inbreeding so much incense because Mm -hmm. like you start to think about it and they go over it a little bit because there are there are like lost family members there's a whole lost section on the family that got gunned down yeah by the cousin ruth yeah so i don't really imagine <laughs> basically there's this girly named ruth who used to be back in the day like before francis oh time. and she comes to her as a ghost yeah as we a ghost. Yeah. this ruth plot is interesting because there at one point was a young girl who lived in the house and i think they basically told her like oh you gotta like marry your cousin and have babies with them and like whatever mm-hmm. or something like that and she's like Oh, no. Because she I'm... falls in love with a Mexican man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And they kill him, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm going to so say. So she goes berserk on her wedding day to her cousin, and mm-hmm. she kills a bunch of them. Like all of them, but not Howard. Howard gets shot, but oh. she misses. Oh, also, I think I don't think he can die or something, because I think he would just like go into the gloom or something, into um. the house. There's something like that, where like Howard cannot go down. The only way to take See, him down. See, it's very like Silent Hill video game boss. Like, you kill them, but then they come back to life. The only way to take him down is to take down the house. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the mother game. spirit. Yeah. The, who, the literal mother, the sport. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> the, you know, you're drinking kombucha, yeah. and it's like, has the mother. It's the mother. That is the mother. But the mother is also the mother. Mm-hmm. Like, did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, Howard's 
his wife yes. is the okay. Yes. So then it's revealed. Okay, the mother the woman, gets absorbed into the house. That right? they like sacrificed yes. her. They like implanted these <laughs> mushrooms in her. And Again, it's very Silent Hill. Okay, so so <laughs> on this hill where they live in this big house, it's also a cemetery. Yes, and there's an enormous because the whole family is buried. Bar- like, they can't leave, and the miners are there. Yeah, it's mostly honestly. All of the, because all the tombstones read the same year, and Noemi's mm-hmm. like, why is this? And I'm like, oh, there was a plague, and all yeah, the minor workers yeah, died, yeah. and they got buried here. Anyway, um, which sucks because it's also like all the people in the town can't go see their ancestors' graves yeah. because they trapped even their so even in death they belong to the colonizers. Yeah. So it's deeper there. But there's a giant tomb where basically they're like, oh, the matriarch of this family lies here Mm -hmm. and there's something about this tomb that Noemi keeps she's like smoking her cigarette going on walks in the gloomy scary cemetery don't know why she has the she really does have the audacity remember when I said that she's kind of it yeah she's like (laughs) I gotta smoke and I she tries to smoke inside she gets caught like every day she's like fuck you she is not the windows the windows don't open like it's the scariest house ever and 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 so long story short they're, they're, she's at her wedding day to Francis. She's trapped in this house. She's infected with the mushroom. She physically can't leave. And Francis is like, okay, listen, I got a getaway plan. And more or less, there's some violence. I think someone gets stabbed and they end up escaping. And they're like, we're just going to go through the catacombs. We're just going to take the tunnels out of here. Because mm-hmm. there's tunnels that run through this house. Because of course there are. And we've got to go through the cemetery. And what they discover is, is this woman who has been haunting Noemi in her dreams that comes in the form of like a golden mushroom flower woman goddess thing literally exists. Like yeah. she literally is this like... You get like flashbacks of yeah. like her her literal like native tribe in this tomb uh, where the mushroom originates from. Yeah. Um, because we, we also find out that Howard like goes on an exploring spree. Like this is how it all begins. He explores and he finds this mushroom and this tribe or whatever and mm-hmm. he he realizes oh this is it this is it this is it he realizes he can't have like the effects of the mushroom won't work on him so he steals the woman from the tribe and marries her oh she and was, then they have she a was baby. mexican yes oh that's right then they have a baby and he takes over that body but then why is the family white and not mexican anymore they just bred it out I think so, yeah. I thought it. I thought she was European. I thought his wife was. Oh wait, you're right. Because they needed the the Mexican strain. I guess um, through the eras, it's like lost. Oh it's yeah, crazy. over the generations, the magic of the mushrooms has lessened because yeah. their bodies can't hold on to it. So yeah. they need to bring in like Catalina, like new new Mexican blood. Yeah. That the and the reason has. Noemi is so like valuable to them is because they know they could have never ensnared her like in a normal situation like Catalina was always more the passive personality mm-hmm. the quiet cousin sort of overlooked so when she's she was just, swept off her feet yeah there it was easy for she's them to also do sick I think and that's part of it because like uh Noemi is just like more fertile oh they, the, they get really creepy and they talk about that yeah they do they they do there's really creepy parts. Like, every time Howard's in the room, he's like, hey, so uh, how are your eggs? And she's like, nice to meet you. Like, that's literally, <laughs> yeah. she's like, uh, 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 good, how are you? Like, how's your day? He's like, you're looking fertile. And it's, like, weird. Um, and it should have been more obvious to me that, like, they wanted to use her to carry on this bloodline of, like, cr- crazy, like, mushroom soul, whatever. But it wasn't. 
because so, it's also really hard to protect. But that's what I mean. There's so many pieces. They're not even puzzle pieces. They're just random crazy details. And you're like, how do I put this in a basket? How does this all match up? And I never would have guessed that there was like... And do you think that makes you not like it as much? Maybe. I think selfishly, yeah. I think I had to work you're too like, hard. You're like, I need to be smarter. I need to be... Yeah, I'm disappointed that I wasn't... Things weren't easy to understand. <laughs> but also, like, I guess... I needed some more like flair and like flavor. Like maybe if there was a little bit more romance between her and Francis. One note in a way. I guess. I just felt like there was a good chunk of like seven chapters where like the same thing kept happening. Like the dreams got more vivid each time, Mm -hmm. but it was just like she woke up, she was frustrated, and then she had a dream. And then she woke up and she was frustrated with other people, and then she had a dream. And like maybe she went into the town and talked to the doctor, or she went to like the witch doctor woman who made potions. Maybe she did that. But it didn't, I didn't know where we were getting to. Mm-hmm. And finally, they're like, oh, yeah. I think it's Francis who tells her, like, we've been poisoning you the whole time. Sorry. Um, I honestly never thought she was going to get out. I thought she was going to burn with the house. But in fact, she does somewhat have somewhat of a happy. She has a successful, the book ends successful. with her. It's <laughs> successful. She gets out with her cousin. Yeah. So. Um, and Francis. And Francis, who basically is like, I don't think I can exist without I can't exist away from high plays. Like, it would make me sick. And she's like, don't worry about it. Yeah, and the book ends. She's yeah. like, we'll figure it out. And the book's just, like, over. So that's another facet of the book where I understand that it touches on, in a really smart way, all of these elements of, like, gothic novel culture. And, like, it references, like, a lot of, like, even modern day horror. It plays on, you know social themes using a gothic lens and I actually think it's a great book I just can't say that it was like a fun read or a read that I would like want to sit down with during Halloween time because mm-hmm. I read it during October and want to read something spooky and silly I mean I didn't think it was going to be silly but it's certainly not spooky as much as it is just like gross and weirdo and unsettling and if you like that sort of thing I would highly recommend this book especially if you like it done in like a smart way with a social you know critique mm-hmm. right yeah I, don't I mean know. I like this book you were right Right? I like this book. I knew I was right. And also, um, yeah, I did know that. They, they they burned down the whole house, right? And everyone dies? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, they like burned the mother. I don't know. Did she use like her cigarette? Where did they get fired? That would have been a slur. Yeah. I, she's like, hold on. She lights a cigarette <laughs> and then throws it. I mean, it seems like something she would do. So we could just rewrite the book and pretend that's what she did. Also, they were dragging Catalina around like a wet blanket. Do you remember? It, honestly, it was really <laughs> stressful. They had, she's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta stab the dad. Then we gotta, and she's fighting off like grown men too. Yeah. Like, well, I guess just how, uh, just not Howard, just Virgil, because she interrupts like the, I don't forget what they call it's it, like but the, the process, the yeah. ceremony of him extracting the soul, which I don't know how that even works. Maybe really... I, did they call it the inoculation? Weird and cool and kooky. Coming from me, Geraldine. <laughs> um, I would like to read more books like this, but just maybe a little bit. So I feel like I needed. It felt like it was missing a character. I felt like it was missing something to push it along. Something like a to shoulder. Hot guy. Who's well, the guys were hot. <laughs> it's like you know what this book needed a white savior, and you know what this needed love. It's like no, I think it just needed like. Maybe if Catalina was more interesting. Like I was like, honestly, why are you saving her? I mean, she like. Well, no, but I mean, like, are you guys that close? Yes. Well, where they? they? Go, yeah, they go through it all. Well, they do. But I also just feel like I didn't feel... There wasn't enough, like, on-site drama. You know, all the drama came, like, at once. You know, yeah. I would have rather it was it was more... Interesting. Not to use the word pollinated. I, I will say that that is another thing about gothic novels. It's usually, like, a lot of lead-up and uncertainty of, like, whether or not you're going insane or not. <laughs> like, that's what gothic novels are. Like, Jane Eyre... 
Frankenstein. Like, it's like you, if you compare this to Frankenstein, like you would say they have similar structure. Yeah. It's a really slow lead up mm. to like everything crashing down, basically. So basically, like she did a really good job, the author. For a gothic novel, yes. Yeah. This is a gothic novel. So I have to say she gets an A for understanding the assignment, but she doesn't get my plus. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I can't say that I ever want to read it again. And maybe that just means that gothic things aren't for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. That's why I can't say that it's bad. I did finish it. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to. I did. It took me a little bit longer than it should have because I just, I'm the type of person that reads at night always to fall asleep. And you're too scared. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she's having nightmares. I'm like, I'm having nightmares. (laughs) But no, it's like, she's having like sex dreams. Like, okay, let me go to sleep now. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) While he's like putting his hand in her bath water. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Like, this is hot. So let me keep this on my mind while I fall asleep. Um, No, it was actually really predatory and really creepy, but Mm -hmm. it was, I guess, necessary because... It did its job. Yeah, at least she ended up getting married to Francis and not him, you mm-hmm. know? Because technically they are married, so I want to, I know that I want to know what happens to them afterward, but I really do hope that they're okay. I think they're fine. <laughs> I think they're slaying. She definitely brought this, like, feeble, like, pale six foot five. back like, to her dad and was like, we're married. Yeah, and he's like, um, what the fuck happened in that house? She's like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know if it's going to, like, make the news or anything, but, like, we burnt down, like, the entire center of the town. Like, we completely demolished, like, the most, like, I mean, at that point in the story, they are poor. They happen to be, like, low yeah. on their money, which is why Catalina and the family is also attractive because, mm-hmm. no, I mean, Catalina's family are like rich yeah so that's another facet of they're trying to get the money out of the family but um yeah I don't know if there's any consequences with like the law or like everyone wanted them dead anyway yeah I mean they were very secluded like when I say inescapable house of white people in a remote location I mean like they were honestly like out of the way of the world yeah, it took her, like, 25 minutes to get up that mountain just to get to the house. And, like, yeah. every time they had to leave, it was, like, an expedition. Like, you couldn't just leave the house mm-hmm. because you would fall down the rocks and die or get eaten by a mountain lion. Like, you needed to get driven. Mm-hmm. And Francis was the one who's like, I could drive you, but, like, I don't think it's going to work, babe. Because he didn't know how to tell her that, like, you're kind of stuck here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, gothic. See, so gothic in terms of, like, goth, <laughs> not similar. Like, nothing to do with, like, Hot Topic. I'm not even trying to sound dumb. I, no, the thing is, I think that's a very complicated question that I don't know enough history about the goth. Because when I read something with gothic in the title, it's not going to be necessarily scary, but it is going to be slimy. Maybe. Unsettling and disturbing. Yeah. It's mostly, like, dark and gloomy and moody. Geraldine Core, in a sense. Okay. <laughs> well, you said you like it. I mean, we are surrounded by all of your art that's in complete rainbow pop color. But It's called um, the duality of man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening to this episode. We honestly just like, we just, I fuck with this book. And we, we. I, I hope... think he's realized he likes it better than he yeah. thought. I sometimes when I read things, I'm really excited to talk to Geraldine about it because she opens up my mind to what I actually think I liked about it. You know what I mean? It's like these little seeds were plants that I didn't know what to do with, and you've convinced me that they are actually good things. I love being a manipulator. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm an empath. You're a manipulator. I'm gay, and this is our podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye. Rate us. Rate us five stars. Follow us on Instagram. Um, follow us on everything that we post about because maybe we'll make a TikTok. I don't know. Max? 
Thank you. <laughs> love you guys. We love you. Bye.